All right. You know what it is? You know who it is? We're back. Another episode of the Fightcast. My first one from Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, got a couple good fights that happened this weekend. We're going to be going over Rafael Dos Anjos versus Paul Felder. Uh, we got Crawford, Terrence Crawford versus Kel Brook. And then Katie Taylor versus Gutierrez. I don't know her first name. But as we know, Katie Taylor was a beast. And uh, I was telling you, I meant to, I didn't finish it, but they said that uh, they were making fun of it because they said that no one cares about women's boxing. But she, Katie Taylor had almost like 2 million views or something like that when she was fighting. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, she's got to be doing something right to care. Um, yeah. Want to start with boxing or want to start with UFC? Uh, uh, let's, get the, uh, let's get the UFC out of the way because I, I think I'm going to spend a minute talking about the two fights. Yeah, so uh, this weekend, Rafael Dos Anjos and Paul Felder fought. Now, this was supposed to be Dos Anjos versus uh, Makaev. He was like a Khabib, or he is a Khabib um, apprentice, and he probably would have won this fight. But Dos Anjos um, and Felder, Felder took this fight on five days' notice, first off. So just to get that out there, he took this on five days ago. He had a two- or three-day camp, and he dropped 22 pounds in four days. And he didn't look good coming on the scale. He didn't look good at all. Um, but he looked fucking good in the actual fight like he looked fast he looked and he they said he was they kept repeating it that it was one of those things where like if you played a drinking game you would have been drunk that they kept saying he trained for a triathlon he's training for a triathlon like when he was in like really good shape like conditioning wise and he he was fast he was you know he just was not uh in fighting shape essentially like i think yeah. that it was just like a fatigue thing and like he wasn't he was sharp but he wasn't like you know he wasn't five round Rafael Dos Anjos level sharp where you need to be to guy, fight a guy like that. Um, but Dos Anjos, like, you know, he looks good, but there was, a, you know, he was very much um, using grappling. He was very like, he was in his face. He was trying to get him on the, on the floor. He got him down a bunch of times and got him down on the ground. And Felder's not like a bad wrestler. Just Dos Anjos is just better. And I'll tell you why that's so significant after, because I found something out after the fight. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a really good fight. Dos Anjos, it was another weird judge and scorecard, which Dos Anjos clearly won the fight, but Felder had a good performance. And he must, I don't know, the one judge scored it like 50-47 Felder, which is just like absolute nonsense because he, he, he definitely didn't win the fight. I could see it being within like a point or two. Um, but then the other two were for Dos Anjos in like the complete opposite direction. It was like, like... Uh, 50 47 and then 50 or 49 40 uh, i forgot the other one but anyways it was dos Anjos won on split decision but i don't know what that guy was looking at for felder he played he had a good fight but he wasn't you know definitely was one of those things where it's just like you don't really know what he was looking at um, right <laughs> but so felder again going back five days notice 22 pounds in five days he lost had like a three-day camp and he put up a really good fight against Dos Anjos. And like, I think he put himself back into the conversation for being there. And I, you know, he was talking after the interview and he said he hadn't, he hadn't rolled or done any like sparring stuff in four months. So he wow. was in the five days, got ready, lost 22 pounds, fought a, a former world champion 
and a guy who's came back down to the welterweight division of 150, I think, or yeah, welterweight division of 155. And he was, Dos Anjos was fighting in 170 for a little bit and he was getting his fucking ass whooped because he's not that big. And he's coming back down to like his, his quote unquote, his comfortable division at 155. And he still put up a fight and had, you know, had someone think he won the fight. So just, you know, I'd love to see that fight again without, you know, the five days notice and him ready. Um, because I really think Paul Felder could have put up a better shot there. Um, you know, there's so what also- you're saying is that the, the performance that he put out there, that great performance was just basically Irish DNA. Basically. It's just the, the fight in Irish. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else it was, but like it was five days notice. I mean, he's a good fighter, but like he's not like, you know, I'm, he's, you know, he, and then three days later, was it Saturday? So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday night, he was back on Dana White's contender series calling the fights on Tuesday night. So then he was fucked. He was like fucked up, but like, that's just a, that's just a, a warrior. Like he just didn't, yeah. he was just going through it, but it was a really good fight. Um, you know, they, they had their moments each and, you know, it was never ever, it was more of like a even fight or it was in Dos Anjos favor the entire fight. Um, but like I said, you know, you have to take into account the five days, the, you know, when he said he hadn't grappled in four months, you know, like that's, that's, that's like, like in a UFC fight going against a primarily a, a wrestler, like, you know, Dos Anjos is, um, you know, primarily like a jujitsu guy. So like going against that, like that's a main aspect of it. And then you get pushed into that. That's just like, I remember the first time I rolled when I took like two weeks off and then like, I went back and I was, that was dead tired. Like I just didn't have it. So like having that after four months is just completely different. So um, yeah, it was impressive. It was really impressive. And like, it was one of those things where you see it and you're just like, he has a chance against bigger guys if he's ready for it. Um, Yeah. It was just it was impressive no matter what just looking at it. Um, so I we we both said Felder just for the the, the luck of the Irish. But yeah. honestly, if you if you if you give him a handicap there for all the things that he had to deal with getting up to that, I you probably would have won on points. But um, it was a good fight overall. Uh, this weekend we got uh, Davison Figueredo versus Alex Perez. Um, Figueredo is a heavy favorite here. He's minus three fit three hundred. Um, he's basically the top dog in that division right now. And he's going to be, uh, looking to, I think he is the champion or he's going for the championship. Um, I think he's the number one contender. Um, I can find that out later, but you know, this should be one of those fights where he's going to dominate and he's probably going to, He's going to win handily. Um, and then he's, I think he's going to be like next in line to do that. Or I think I'm not hundred percent sure. I, I should, probably should have looked into that before, but um, I'm going to go with Figueredo there. Uh, I think it's going to be a good fight, but I think he's going to win. And then after that, there's Valentina Shevchenko versus Jennifer Maya. Um, that's going to be a really good fight. Shevchenko is basically like the number one, women's fighter besides uh, Amanda Nunez right now. And she's a fucking badass. And she's just like all around good fighter. She's good puncher. She's a good grappler. Um, I feel like the girls now are just becoming like absolute, just like savages. Like they're just becoming so good. And they're just, um, you know, she's, like I said, she's at the top of her game right now. She's at the top of the class. So I, I, you know, Jennifer Maya had a good performance last time out when she won and that got her this, uh, 
this uh, championship um, opportunity. And uh, she's, she's an overall good fighter, but I just think Shevchenko, I mean, the odds on that, just to give you guys an idea, Shevchenko is minus 1375. So um, that's, a, that's a huge number to be favored by. Um, and Maya's plus 900. So um, other than that, uh, so Davison Figueredo, I think is going to win on uh, Saturday. Shevchenko's, Shevchenko will probably win handily, um, probably like a, a knockout. And then last one is Mike Perry. Uh, we were <laughs> I know Jake. Mike Perry. Um, the the funny thing about this fight was he was for a while. Um, do you know Darren Till? Mm-hmm. So yep, him and Darren Till were going at it because he uh, he Mike Perry was auctioning off his corner. Like he was going to auction off whoever paid the most for his corner, and. Uh, he was going to let them corner him or be in his corner for the fight. I don't know why he was doing this. I think it was just like a power. He's a fight. fucking douche. Yeah. Um, and they were going back and forth on Twitter and um, Darren Till was saying he was going to pay for it and just throw in the white towel for him. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, good. Then some porn star got involved. I don't know how I saw something about she, she like Mike Perry tagged some porn star or uh, Darren Till. I, I don't, I forgot exactly who it was, but. Um, kind of hope Mike Perry loses, but <laughs> he's fighting Tim Means. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't see him as being a big threat to him. But I mean, it's pretty close actually. Mike Perry is one fifty. Tim Means is plus one thirty. So it's a pretty close fight there. But Mike Perry probably wins, um, unless his cockiness and his uh, ring antics get to him. But uh, yeah, so that's basically it for UFC. Um, get into this boxing stuff. We had uh, Terrence Crawford versus Kell Brook. We had Katie Taylor versus Gutierrez. Then we got a fight coming up, but uh, let you take over the floor here and talk. All right. Um, so I am just blown away. Like I'm kind of obsessed with Katie Taylor. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna and talk about the Crawford fight first. Um, Crawford is just we talked about this last week and I think the week before about Canelo Alvarez, like being in a position where he's so much better than the guys in his weight class. He doesn't really have anyone to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, Crawford is in a very similar position. Like there are guys in the welterweight division, um, but we don't know how badly they want a, a Crawford fight because Crawford is just an animal. Like he's the, the nicest guy in the world outside the ring. But he's an absolute killer in the ring. An absolute killer, dude. He's got, he's one of these guys that's got everything. Like, for a guy his size, has great reach, but he's got the speed, the footwork, the head movement, the power, um, and, and the IQ and experience. Like, he's just above and beyond pretty much everyone he's going to be able to get in the ring with. Um, so he, I don't know if you saw it. He knocked Kell Brook across the ring with like a half a jab. It was kind of unbelievable. I was like, driving Saturday, so I was unable to watch it. But oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so he, um, Kell Brook was the reason that it happened like this because Brook was leaning into a punch, so his weight was coming forward, and Crawford was coming over the top of Brook's jab. So. Crawford was in the southpaw stance. 
Um, that's one of the other great things about Crawford is that he switches up stances a lot and can fight equally well. I think, I think you kind of have to now. It's like one of those things that's like a yeah. A lot of a lot of people you should only do it if you're comfortable. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, like if if you I'm saying like it's going to be like like a, a skill to have. Like you can throw on both sides. Like I think it's yeah. Like obviously it, it is a t- tremendous advantage if you can. And Terrence Crawford can. And he was out of the southpaw stance um, and Brooke is orthodox. So he, Brooke was leaning in to a shot, coming his weight coming forward. And Crawford came over the top of Brooke's jab with his own jab and like caught him halfway through his jab while Brooke was leaning in. And it just rocked the shit out of Brooke. Brooke literally stumbled all the way across the ring into the ropes uh Crawford jumped on him it was a standing eight count and then um they came back in and 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 Crawford just finished them off with some heavy shots um it was so bad that after (laughs) when Brooke finally got back to his corner after the fight had been called you could see Brooke um ask his his (laughs) his corner what happened yeah (laughs) <laughs> he's like what he didn't even he didn't know he got just rocked so bad he was like what what the fuck happened um so yeah uh crawford just it was just it was not even a matter of him outclassing him which i, I thought would be what happened that he would just outclass him for 12 rounds because I, I thought you know kel brooks a tough dude he's showing I mean, his yeah, I, I, he's a tough guy but i think we talked about that he, like, he, he, you know, he's like, he's not a bad fighter at all, by any means. No, yeah, and he, he, he's t- he's shown toughness. Like, he's sitting there and ate a lot of Triple G's punches and was still standing. So for him to get rocked like that off of that jab, it was kind of shocking to me. Um, and it just speaks to the power of Kell Brook, or not Kell Brook, of uh, Terrence Crawford at that weight. Um He's just an animal. I actually just found it. I was looking at it right now. I was like, explain that. He's an animal. Uh, Errol Spence is probably the best fight for him. Like Danny Garcia was, I guess, talking about like, Crawford would eat Danny Garcia a lot. Like Danny Garcia is a really good fighter, but I, he's no match for, no one's really a match for Crawford. And that's kind of a problem for Crawford. I guess Bob Arum came out a few days ago and was, had some words about Crawford not being like a, a box office draw. Like he's not making his fights don't make that much money. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't know what you want Crawford to do. Like, do you want him to be worse? So that guys actually want to fight him yeah. just to, to get money at the game. I don't know what he's supposed to, he's just that much better than everyone. That's kind of boring. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you, what do you want him to do? Dana White called out Bob Arum. Yeah. Well, Dana, Dana White, him, his beef with Bob Arum is kind of stupid yeah. because he calls out Bob Arum for not making certain fights, but Bob Arum's fighters, all of them are set for life. Whereas Dana White's fighters, after they get beat the fuck up for 10 years in the octagon, yeah. have to get a real job after they retire because Dana White doesn't fucking pay him anything. Yeah. So I think their beef is fucking stupid. Um, I, I have a problem with Dana White anyway for, you know, again, like his whole career started, you know, because he couldn't cut it in boxing. Yeah. And so he's like this vendetta against boxing in general. And it's like, dude, go fuck yourself. <laughs> this is what happens when, when a guy, like I have some power now. I'm worth a lot. Like Dana White's worth, you know, over like a billion dollars or something. His, his fighters, most of them can't fucking pay their bills. So fuck him. 
it's like, yeah, Bob Arum like won't make some fights sometimes if it doesn't make sense. But all of his fighters are set, their families are set for life. Like they don't have to do anything after they're done fighting. So I, I see his beef like, oh, you don't make these fights. It kind of sucks for the fans. But I, I mean, I, honestly, fuck the fans. Like, what do they know anyway? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but so, so I guess, uh, you know, Bob Arum came out and said that Terrence Crawford's fights don't make this don't make a lot of money um and it, it's it's kind of a shitty thing to hear because okay maybe that is the reality and boxing is a business um and it, it just it i don't know if it makes crawford look bad i mean maybe on the surface it does but it's terrible because he's he's one of the best fighters he's, again on the espn's list he's the number one pound for pound fighter in the world and it's like, what else can he do? He's just that much better than everyone else. I, what do you want him to do, right? There's not a lot he can do, like other than like go in and not be that good. So a guy like Errol Spence will come up like, oh, it looked like shit. Let me go fight him now. Because I think, I don't think Errol Spence wants that fight right now. I think Errol Spence wants to keep his undefe- undefeated record intact for a while. Fighting guys like Danny Garcia, big names that haven't done much in a while. Yeah, and again, Danny Garcia is a fine fighter. I just. I think he's a couple levels below, like even like Errol Spence. Errol Spence is like up there. He's a really, really great fighter. Um, I think it would be a really good fight, him and Crawford. Although I, you know, I think Crawford would win that fight, but I think it'd be a really great fight. And it just sucks that it's it for whatever reason it's not it's not happening. Um, but but anyway, like again, like Crawford's just he's just the, he seems like the nicest dude ever. He's an animal in the ring, and he's like in this position where it's like. I'm so much better than everyone else. Like no, no one wants to fight me or people don't want to pay for fights because it's just like, ho hum Crawford's going to beat the shit out of another guy. Like it just sucks that his greatness has put him in a, in a position financially that is, you know, questionable. I I guess like that sucks. Yeah. Cause what, again, what the fuck is he supposed to do? (laughs) You know what I mean? His job is to beat the shit out of guys. He just does it so well that, it's hurting him financially, I guess. I I don't know. That sucks. Like that whole side of it, the business side of it is um, something that I, I, you know, don't understand that much. And sometimes it bothers me that it, it gets. Yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to those guys, you know, like you said, though, like uh, there's only so much you can do for a guy like that because he is so good. You can't force anybody to fight him. You can't force anybody to want to take that fight or put their career on the line. Like, you know, it's just going to, you have to figure out if it makes sense for them and then figure out financially. And like, on top of that, like, you know, being someone like Terrence Crawford, like he's, it's a, you know, I I really think, and I I said this a couple weeks ago, boxing is having the same fucking problem as baseball is that they have stars and no one knows who the fuck they are. Yeah. You know, Mike Trout could walk down a street in fucking California and 90% of the people would not care, you know? And like, same thing. Terrence Crawford could walk down the street. Nobody would care. You know, Canelo is really like Canelo, you know, um, I'm trying to think, but like, you know, there's like only a a few, like, and there's only a few boxers that I personally think would, you know, if you walk down a street, everyone would be like, oh, wow. Like, look who it is. Like, you know, these guys are walking down the street and everyone's going to be like, oh, like, oh, he's a fighter. Oh, cool. You know, and like they, the in boxing, they know who they are. Like the people who watch it, they know who Terrence Crawford is. They know how good he is. They know like the problems. But like when you, they, they don't 
tell the stories well, unless you're Floyd, they don't tell the stories well, unless you're Pacquiao, like, and they don't do enough to engage people to want to watch these guys. So like, well, you got it. What happened? Cause what needs to happen is that, you know, so the, the one star that gets a fight, right. And they do a, um, you know, HBO used to do the 24 seven Yeah, I love show, showtime, showtime and ESPN got their own thing. Now uh, so the showtime's got the all access. And then uh, I forget what the ESPN one is, is called uh, that, that top rank does, but that that's how you get those stories out there. Like w- what happens is these guys end up having, they have to fight one of the top guys to get yeah. on one of those shows. Then we, then we learn about yeah. the guys a little bit more. Um, but I was talking with uh, someone earlier today about this, as a matter of fact, uh, that in boxing, what happens is fans, usually they're, they're going to go they watch one guy. Mm-hmm. They want to watch like whoever he's fighting, they're going to watch this one guy. And if every now and then you happen to get another guy like that, who a group of people are going to watch that guy, no matter what, it's like, okay, now we have this star studded event, mm-hmm. but that's how boxing is. People like you have one guy that people are going to watch his fights. They're going to pay for his fights no matter what. And so for promoters, it's like, okay, if we're going to, this one name is going to continue to drive in, drive up this revenue in. We don't really necessarily need this other big name at this moment. Like we could build it up and make it this mega event. And and really, I mean, if you want to blame someone, it's Floyd Mayweather's fault, right? Like he's the one who built it this way. But again, like he's worth the, you know, almost a billion dollars and, and, you know, can you knock the guy? Yeah. You know? um, but yeah, so it, it, it sucks in that aspect. Like I, we've talked about this before. I think there is a, a middle ground where you can still get these big fights and still have them be big money fights. Yeah. Cause people are going to watch fighting no matter what they always will. Yeah. You want to watch fighting. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's as long as fighters need to be compensated. Because yeah. this shit is not a fucking game. Right? Right. I mean, like you see, you know, basketball players again out there getting paid all this fucking money. And it's, come on. I mean, it's basketball. Yeah. And these guys are, fighters go in there and they're risking their, their lives. Like I mean, they, the need only, to be, they need to be fucking paid. Yeah. You know? the only, I mean, the only argument is, is that like, it's, you know, because that, that can go into the same conversation as like the WNBA is like, they talk about getting paid, but it's like, you know, how much money are you bringing in versus how much, you know, because basketball players are, you know, kind of underpaid really like a, a, i would say about no, no i yeah no i so, so uh, yeah so i i totally agree with that like the, the the money that the nba generates like of course they deserve to get paid that but that's my point is that like if you know going back to the the argument was like the ufc underpaying yeah. it's like the ufc generates a lot of money fighters deserve to get paid more yeah. i mean but and boxers it's like if one guy is generating this amount of money no matter who he's fighting he deserves that money that he's getting whether or not he's fighting another big name you're, you're saying that they, they, oh, yeah, like, yeah. they deserve it like more so than any other athlete because no, I, you know they're at a higher risk i've always been amazed at like the money that boxers make and like you know when you're coming up and you're watching because realistically you know you're watching the top guys you're watching you know around five unless you're like an avid fan you're, you're watching, you know, the top five to 10 guys who are fighting, who are usually taking home around a million, like half a million, like, you know, you, like you see, and then like, again, like you said, it's Floyd's fault. You don't see guys taking home $300 million in one night. Like that's not realistic. Yeah. That's one in a, that's one in a million. And right. like, you, you see that and they're like, 
oh, why is this guy making it? Or why, you know, like, it's just, it's just not the, the norm. And like, I, I, I'm sure you would know this better than me, but I'm sure that like, you know, what fighters are getting now is also significantly more than what they used to get, except right. for like, the top guys. It's probably gross how much they were underpaid, you know? Yeah. And like a lot of these guys in UFC, like they're all going for knockouts on Tuesday nights because they get a $50,000 bonus from Dana White. And it's just like, you know, you're, you're making this something that is like a, like they're all chasing money regardless, like, you know, but it's just one of those things where like, you know, just if you, I'm sure that there'd be in boxing, you know, like that could be it. There could be a fucking talent gap right now because is it worth taking a chance, getting yourself fucked up for, you know, however much money you're going to make, or, you know, if it was a steady, you know, you're going to make a hundred thousand dollars if you fight Terrence Crawford, you know, I'm sure more people would step up instead of just being like, Oh, well, you know, you, you might make this if like this happens and these sell and like, you know, it's a lot of ifs in boxing and there's a lot of damage that you get from boxing, you know, yeah. the damage is permanent. And then the, the, the pay is like, well, you know, if it sells, if, if this happens, you'll get this much. And it's like, okay, well then now I have to do work on top of that when I should be training the fight, you know? And again, look, these guys are really trying to, I mean, first of all, boxers get paid well, regardless. I mean, look at my pro debut or what was supposed to be my pro debut before the event got canceled. I signed the contract. I was going to get paid $600 for a four round fight. Yeah. And for me, the way that I was thinking was like, fuck, they're going to put me in there with some tomato can and I'm going to knock them out in fucking one minute. So I'm going to get 600 bucks for one minute's worth. Yeah, it's great. So for even me, I was like, good, by my 10th fight, I'll be getting paid six grand yeah. for like an eight round fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so like, is that, is it usually a thing like four round fights or your first professional fight? Yeah. Yeah. Usually. And like, I mean, you could push for like um, when Lomachenko came out, like, because his uh, amateur record was so, he was so, he had such a name. He came out, he's fighting 10 round fight. I think he fought a 10 round fight his first fight. But oh. usually it's that way. It goes four, eight, 10, and then 12. Um, uh, or the six round fights too, but that's, you don't see them as, as much. I don't, I don't think. Um, but yeah, they, they, they all get, um, paid pretty well, but they're, you know, you're trying to get to that point where some of the really big names get where you want to, you want that contract. Okay. I got a, I got a five fight contract for X amount of dollars. So then you're guaranteed that money, no matter how the fight does like mm-hmm. at the gate or on pay-per-view or whatever you get, you know, that's what they're trying to get to mm-hmm. it's like, it's like any athlete, right? Like you, you, you play to get that big contract, right? right. The, obviously the difference in boxing or fighting in, in any discipline is, you know, that, that risk. It's like, yeah, I'm risking myself now. Cause I want to get to the point where I get that contract where the money is guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and they, they fucking deserve it. Man. They, they deserve it. Yeah, and like I said, I, I think they just need to figure it out or be a, you know, it's, it's it's also sucks that boxing can be a shady business depending on like who's there and who the promoters yeah. are. And, you know, they can, you get the situations like, you know, again, they might be not every day, but like the Mike Tyson, where it's just like you got someone you think you trust and they just fucking take your money and like that. Yeah. Like, you know, that stuff's, you gotta have people you trust, but then there's uh, the pay just needs to be better. Again, yeah, the, the pro the pros and cons, right? Like the you know, pros of boxing, you get paid way more money, yeah. you know, on fight to fight basis. Cons are that there isn't like one organization running things, so you could have like individual promoters who are just scumbags, yeah. and no one's like they're not 
abiding by any sort of rules yeah. overall. Yeah. Um, and in it where UFC has that, there's an organization watching over like the, the, you, the, the, the organization is the promoter. Yeah. Um, but, and, and again, like you were talking about like the Tuesday, Tuesday nights guys are going for knockouts. They want to get that, that bonus. It's a, this is a great business tactic yeah. for the business. What yeah. does it do for the fighter in the long run though? Yeah. And that's the fucked up part. Right. So be, so like, to your point, like you were saying, like boxing, you know, if they had things like that, that like marketed it like on a daily basis and was in people's faces more to, to build up these fighters. Yeah. It'd be great. Um, but in boxing, it's like, well, we already generate this, all this money, all the money may be lopsided because it's going to a, a, you know, a few people rather than everyone. But like I said, you know, it's like with the UFC, with these like contender series and these, um, what used to be uh, the ultimate fighting championship where they'd like bring people on and they would have them fight for like a spot on the UFC roster. Um, but like, you know, this is more than just like a fight. Like you're able to see people fight at an early stage in their career it's exciting it's like i think there are only three rounds and like you're gonna see yeah you know, it's building up the okay this guy you know he had a knockout in dana white's contender series i remember watching that you know like he's about to fight that like you know it's just like you know in boxing unless you're someone who is associated with someone or like you get yourself in a position like it's hard to know somebody until like they're on that like and again, unless you're like an avid fan, it's really hard to get a hold of somebody and watch somebody unless you're, you're made aware of them in other situations. But it's not like, you know, UFC like hands it to you sometimes. It's like, yeah. that guy's really good and you can watch him on this coming up. And like, he's supposed to be really good and it's on live TV or you can watch it there. Where I was like, you know, I'm sure people knew who Floyd was coming up, but like, I'm sure he wasn't, you know, people weren't tuning into his fights in the first five years of his career maybe they were i don't know exactly but well they were you gotta remember it was different back then like again he went pro in fucking 96 like i remember i okay watched this but yeah i mean i watched his career you remember boxing was like ufc wasn't a thing back then yeah so what, like, boxing was the thing right yeah that's true that's true yeah um, so yeah like people knew people, like when floyd mayweather came out like people were excited like oh mayweather this kid from the olympics is great amateur record son of fucking floyd you know nephew of roger like hmm. i mean people so people knew it was different back then. Yeah. Right? Oh, then yeah. No, like now, like now, you got to get. It's either you have that amateur record and fought in the Olympics, and you know you, you have that going in, or you're a guy like Wilder who started boxing later in his career, and you're just like I'm knocking people out. He has zero boxing skills. Yeah. But you know, casual fans they want to see people get knocked out. And what was that worth to Deontay Wilder? Well, it was worth a fucking lie. He's, you yeah. know, made tens of millions of fucking dollars not knowing how to box in boxing. So again, pros and cons of boxing, you know, like it's, you can make a ton of money, but you could also get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? yep. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about uh, Katie Taylor. Yes. Katie Taylor. Um, so I know what last week we talked a little bit about Devin Haney, I think, right. Lately, last week we were yeah. talking about Devin Haney and how uh, he just doesn't have what it takes to, um, be competitive in a fight with like tank or Tio because of his lack of power. Yeah. I think he, him and Katie Taylor are around the same weight and I would be willing to bet a lot of money that Katie Taylor would take him a full 12 rounds and maybe win a decision with Devin Haney. Wow. <laughs> That's how fucking good Katie Taylor is. 
Um, listen, I don't know where they pulled this chick, Miriam Gutierrez, for. She was tough. That she was net, like it was visible how much bigger she was than Katie Taylor naturally. Katie, she Taylor did put her down once on a beautiful counter right hand, um, but she she was tough. Um, she deserves a lot of credit for getting in there with who you know many consider to be the best female boxer in the world. Um, but I mean, Katie Taylor is just she's got lightning fast hands moves her feet so well get ring iq her choice of combinations the way she works levels upstairs downstairs creates angles um some of her little like little tactics as she she does the uh she pulls guard like lomachenko does you know she'll the jps head rip the guard down yeah. she i also know she does this other thing where like she'll get in put her chest or her shoulder in her opponent's chest and she was using that lead elbow to like elbow the chick's guard out of the way and throw an uppercut. Just savvy, veteran, just, she's just amazing in every way when it comes to boxing. And she's Irish, so she, like, that automatically puts her above, like, a lot of people. Um, I'm watching I'm watching these highlights as you talk. Yeah, she is just, I, I mean, fucking just amazing, dude. I mean, I, I think, honestly, there are a, a handful of dudes at her weight that if you put her in the ring with it, she'd fuck them up. Like she is fucking good, man. Yeah, she's she is really fucking good. Um, I, I'm just like I'm, I'm like blown away, like at how much better she looks than her competition. Like she's so fucking good, so good. Um, but the fight was just a lot of Katie Taylor going in throwing like 10 punch combinations and getting out before she can get touched. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the dude, she throws a, um, she throws a double left hook, like, which is one of my favorite combinations, right? My, the way that I like to throw it, I like to get down the inside, throw the left hook to the body, left hook to the head in quick su- succession, right? She does that a lot, but she does it. She's got one, two, where she throws it a lot. She'll throw a double left hook to the head. So she'll get in there, throw some uppercuts and some straights, some jabs, like just a real long combination, mm-hmm. and then end with that double left hook to the head. Bah, bah, and quicks. It's just, it's just beautiful to watch. So there was a lot of that, a lot of her getting in on the inside. Um, re- and again, like I said, Gutierrez was was bigger. Uh, it was clear, um, but Taylor just read the distance well. Was able to get in on the inside whenever the fuck she wanted to land a bunch of shots and get out of there before she was ever touched um it was just a lot of that for the entire fight like i said she put her down once i think like in the fifth it was a third round i think third round okay yeah yeah. um with a beautiful counter counter right uh at the end of the round uh yeah so it's just it was just a beautiful beautiful fight by katie taylor just she just boxed the shit out of the chick for the entire fight. Like it seems to be a common theme in boxing. There's a there's one standout fighter who is just head and he- head and heels above everybody else. No one wants to fight her. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, look, it's that just goes to show you, man. Like you could have power and athleticism and all that, but it's it's the the boxing IQ and the timing, you know, the footwork, all the 
the basics, the fundamentals of fighting. If you're really fucking good at that, it's really hard to beat you. You know what I mean? And um, that ring IQ goes a long fucking way, man. Long way. Like it, it, you get all the, the the strength and the athleticism in the world, but you don't know how to use it. It, it really doesn't matter when you come up against someone like that. Yeah. Um, and I know, so like the other, some of the other big names that actually they're, they're talking about uh, uh, making a fight between Katie Taylor and Cyborg. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and Katie Taylor too, listen, she was like, again, cause she's Irish. She was like, someone asked her, was like, would that be in the ring or the octagon? She's like, well, I'd hope it'd be in the ring for my sake, but if it's in the octagon, what, you know, whatever, man, let's just make the fight. Um, and that's like, that's savage, dude. She's just savage. Um, obviously we talked about this before too. Like, I don't think it's a good idea for anyone to cross over with only a few months. Um, but they're, they're talking about either way. Just because Katie, Katie Taylor is in the position now, again, like Crawford, like Canelo, where she just, she's done so much damage that it's really hard to get her a fight that matters. Yeah. Um, although she's talking about like the dream fight is to get her and Clarissa Shields, who is the other, you know, um, fighter that is considered to be the, the, the top female fighter. But I think she's a little bit bigger than Katie Taylor. So again, I think it would be hard that they'd have to fight at a, at a catchweight, I think. Um, but she said that she wants that. Katie Taylor said numerous times that she wants that fight. Um, I think it'd be really great. Because Clarissa Shields is really, really good too. I think I think Clarissa Shields is another one that like, she fought some dudes at her weight. She'd beat the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. She's that good. But she's more of a, a, a basically go forward and, and like use her power. Um, then, you know, Katie Taylor's a little more slick boxer. But yeah, man, I just, I, I think, uh, I think people that, that are not watching Katie Taylor are, are missing out. Like it's, it's a thing of beauty to watch her fight. It really is. Yeah. I think, you know, when, when you start to find these, these types of fighters, and you start to find, you know, skill that is oftentimes um, out of its class, you know, especially as a girl. Like that's the first thing is like, you know, these there's, it's the same thing going on with basketball and like, there is a certain skill level you need to be successful in your sport. And like people blow off females because, um, you know, they're, they, they don't have, a lot of them don't have that personality and they, and they, you know, sports are mainly dominated by guys and guys are very, uh, poor thinkers in terms but of cheesemo. they're like oh geez a girl she can't play yeah <coughs> choked hold on guys are beginning <laughs> to get sentences out because they was choking on their own fucking words exactly i'm like um <clears throat> when you're looking at that stuff you know there's people like katie taylor who are just good and they're just skilled and yeah. Exactly like people like in the NBA, like Maya Moore and Candace Parker. And uh, there's people now who are just fucking, they're filthy and they're just good athletes and they're just good players, but people just don't tune into them because for whatever reason, you know, like, again, I think that, you know, it, it could fall into hands of the promoter. Like she needs to be put out there more. Is she American or is she from America or is she from Ireland? She's, she's Irish. And her promoter is Eddie Hearn. Okay. Okay. So then like, so like that, you know, that should be something that, she needs to get out there more. She needs to be talked about more. Like she needs to be, you know, whether that's 
um, her fault or somebody else's, but like it just needs to be a push because there's people like this that are just unreal athletes. They're just unreal right. fighters. And like, and I, I think as far as female fighters go, though, that she is at the top of like, like people watch her. Like yeah. the people that do watch. Well, like I said, there's two million people that watched her. So like, yeah, yeah. Think, so know, I think she's right. She's right at the top. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. More, more. She should be up there with any of the the, the guys that that bring in these viewers. I, I mean, think she's that, that fucking good. And I think what happens too sometimes is that they're usually, and this is, I guess, in my observations, there's usually a bigger talent gap within women um, from like top to bottom just because of biological differences. And like, usually, you know, when you look at like an NBA team from top to bottom, there's usually, you know, like there is usually not that much of a talent difference from like, you know, five to 12 of like yeah. the roster, you know, one to five is usually like best player, second best player, you know, um, in female sports, it seems to just be like, and I don't, I don't know if it's just because, like I said, there's just like uh, biological differences and things like that, but it seems that the talent gap is a little bit bigger. So it's harder for someone like Katie Taylor to really um, find talent or find people to fight. Like, and she's probably even worse than like a Canelo because Canelo realistically, like he's just, he's an, on another level, but like, you know, I'm sure that like, if he wanted to, he could fight, somebody you know like there's other people that like physically could impose on him but like as a you know as someone like katie taylor with the skill she has and like just having power and having speed it's like you're not going to find a lot of um women in the sport who have all that you know yeah. like I could, I could be wrong like i could be off my rocker here but like i just i just feel like when i've watched sports for females it's like the, the best player is the best player and it's like a by a country mile because like there's not really anybody you know it's just not that type of like it's just different from the bottom to the top and the talent level is just there's just a bigger gap yeah i it, honestly i i think it's less to do with the fact that they're women and more to do with the fact that female sports are still kind of new yeah and exactly and around, especially in this country like women have only had the right to vote for a little over a hundred years. I mean, so like, and female sports being in the public eye is like just in like the last like couple decades really. So like, it's still the idea of getting a bunch of little girls to grow up and want to be athletic and be really good at being an athlete instead of being in a dress and looking pretty is sort of a new thing. So I think like, the flood of male athletes and like having guys from top to, to bottom being good athletes because it's that's what we expect of men. Oh, go join yeah, yeah, go do right. sports and like so their whole lives they built up to it. And like women, it's a little newer, yep. so we don't have as many women from a young age, you know, wanting to grow into that role of being a supreme athlete. Yep. Um, and so I, I think I think having like a Katie Taylor and a Clarissa Shields and like a Maya Moore and like these, these female athletes now as role models for girls now that like in the next 20 years, we'll, it'll be a lot more even, you know what I mean? Yeah, From like top said, to bottom. It's just like, there's just like, cause there's just girls who are just, there's females who have the skill level and can play, you know, like you said, these, these guys could probably beat fucking men in their division yeah. at the same weight. And like, yeah. you know, that 
there is less seen of that in females as there's going to be in men, you know, and there's going to be just because like I said, there's, it's more common for a guy, for, you know, guys to be like, yeah, I could be a fighter if I wanted to, you know, it's a common thought. Um, With females, it's like, yeah, I could, but like, I don't know, like I've never seen anybody do it. You know, there's this stigmatism that goes around with being a female fighter, you know, being a brute or being like this, you, you know, if you, this thought that if you work out any more than just like Pilates, you're going to get jacked and you're going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And you're just like, that's, that's not, you know, that's not true. So like that, once that stigma gets erased and I think it's starting to, you're going to start seeing more Katie Taylors and start seeing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and look at, there are some good looking female fighters. I don't, I don't, I don't don't want something, you know, like, again, like a, a no, I got you, but they're, (laughs) No, think like Dick. The but there, there are like like look at even one even in, in boxing the um uh shit what fight was it um oh it's uh, uh Michaela Meyer fought yeah. on the undercard of anyway she I think I happen to think she's a really good looking chick you know what I mean and yeah. she's badass man you know what I mean so like I don't yeah it's it's kind of you know, fucked up that, that yeah, there is this fucking stigma that like, oh, if you fight, you're just a brute. Yeah. There, there has to be one or the other. And it's like, it, it, it doesn't have to be. You know what yeah. I mean? You could be really awesome at something that is just dirty yeah. and still, you know, be confident enough to go out and fucking make yourself look good to, you know, I don't know why that would matter like if, anyway, but. No, it does. It, it does. does. I mean, we live in America. Like it, it yeah. does. Like it's just the reality of it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think it has to be one or the other. I, you know, I think you can be fucking badass and beat the shit out of people and still look good while you're doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And like I said, it's just that, you know, it's just one of those things where it's going to come. And I think it's time is coming because, you know, you are seeing people like Katie Taylor and you did see people like Ronda Rousey and you're seeing people like, you know, Shevchenko and, uh, Michaela, uh, what was her last name? Michaela Mayor. Mayor. Um, and they're, they're starting to come up in basketball. It's like, you know, the women players are good. They have skill. Like, they're not, yeah. you know, like there's, there's just, it's those things that are starting to come. It's just, it's opening that door is going to start to introduce talent. And that's what always happens, you know, and that's, it just was earlier for guys. So, like I said, there's a, a less of a talent gap. And it's, you know, when you're in the, business of you know basketball for example like i said one through five you're not really going to see like it's not you know there's going to be a clear difference from one to two to three and then five and then from five to twelve it's more about like you know people who know their role people who are really good at their role and do really well but the talent gap isn't as big as you would see from like a number one in female sports to a number 12 in female sports yeah um, it's going to start getting fixed and it's going to, it has to, because that's, you know, how the world works. Um, you know, um, yeah. there's just not else much to say about it, but you know, these, these people are, they're good fighters. And I guess to, to summarize that, don't just discount female fighters or sports players just because they're female. Cause they yeah, have to, to summarize it, go fucking pay attention to Katie Taylor. And even, even so I would even say, well. yeah, they're, they're probably even more impressive because they have to rely on technique that much more. You know, because yeah. like, they don't have, you know, like, and that's, I guess that, that kind of cleared it up in my head too, as I'm explaining, like they don't have the physical capacity of men sometimes, like just biologically, they don't have it. Right. So, you know, you don't see women with 
60 inch verticals or like these crazy, you know, physical <laughs> feats that we're like, you know, you, you don't have to be good in the NBA. You could be Zion. You could be 280 and jump out of the fucking gym and be a first, first pick overall. You know, for what you have to, you have to be technically sound. You have to have some qualities that like are, uh, you know, foundationally, you have to be a little bit better than the average male. And like this stuff is where. It, and the dedication. Yeah. Right? Like it's like sometimes men, actually not sometimes, oftentimes men are so physically gifted that they don't do the shit required to stay good, to stay, to be great. Right. And, and it, they, that's a thing that, that is missing sometimes. Like some, you know, you're like, oh, this is God given, man. I'm just fucking tail. I don't need to do shit. And then you fucking suck because yep. you come up against someone who actually gives a fuck. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it'll, it'll, it's going to, it's going to start coming. And it's, so to summarize, women are just as good, if not more impressive for their sporting feats than the average male. Uh, <laughs> this is, this is, a, this is a woke, this is a woke episode. <laughs> Um, all right, so we got uh, Connor Ben. No, wait, wait, that, that, and I'm not being sarcastic. We are woke, though, for real. We're what? We are woke for real. That's not sarcasm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the woke cast. <laughs> I had to put that out there. Yeah. Um, so Connor Ben, Sebastian Flamella, you said right? Yes. That's an upcoming fight this weekend. Um, yes. Like the only one like on the schedule that's of any importance. Yeah, and then. Um, so you know, the UFC fights, like we said this weekend, we got uh, Figueredo, Maya, Shevchenko, Mike Perry, Tim Means. Um, next couple of weeks, we got some fights, though. Yes. Next week? Oh, what's the weekend? I know it's the 18th. So next weekend, I think it's Tyson. Yep, Tyson, Roy Jones, and uh, Daniel Jacobs is fighting uh, Gabe Rosado. Oh, and uh, we, we, we can add this in. Um, and the uh, legendary Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jake had some choice words for YouTube fighters getting big fights. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, you know what? Yeah, let me take a moment before we get into uh, the upcoming fights this week. So um, I just need to get it off my chest. <laughs> um, like, I get it off my chest all the, for every chance I get, but I'm going to do it here. Um, the fact that these social media influencers can just, like, jump in to boxing – and uh, say, yeah, you know what? I want to try it out. And not only do they get the, they have the opportunity to just try it out to be a professional fucking fighter, mm -hmm. but they're getting like big money fights. Like they're getting on a stage that other guys work their fucking asses off to get to. And some don't ever get the opportunity to do that. Um, like there are kids out there in the gym right now that go to the gym and are in the gym as much as they can be because it's the only place they got to go to, to stay out of trouble or to get their head right. Um, or just because they love fucking boxing. They love it more than anything. So they're in the gym all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. And those guys, a lot of those guys will never get that big money fight for many reasons. Man, there are a ton of, I mean, sometimes life just happens. Right. And you got a guy like this fucking idiot, Jake Paul and his fucking idiot brother, and this fucking shitty, like he was a shitty in basketball, fucking Nate Robinson. Um, and, and, and the other, uh, I don't know, who's the English dude that the other Paul brother, that, I don't even know who the fuck he is. KSI. K KSI. Idiot. Idiot. They're, they're all, they're all trash. All right. You keep KSI seeing these videos like game. people fucking put up like, oh, look at Jake Paul actually looks good. And that's a bunch of people that don't know a fucking thing. Like. Uncle Roger has always said, most people don't know shit about boxing. Oof. And that is so true. 
Because there are people out there like all over YouTube, like, oh, Jake Paul looks good. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Dude, it's trash. Um, but so I wish, wait, if you have a chance, go on YouTube and type in Jake Paul versus uh, Gibby, I think the dude's name was. And like, I just want you to watch the, the, the embarrassment of the other guy he was fighting and like how bad he was. This dude's like another YouTuber that he fought. What, what, what's his name? Gibby. His name is like, Gibby? yeah, G-I-B-B-Y. Okay. And uh, it was Jake Paul versus Kid Gibby. And like his, his, it's just like, when you see that type, like that type of competition between two people like that, you're just like, all right, like that's. It, it's good. a fucking joke, man. It's a joke. So um, there is, there has been talk of Willie Monroe um, being in line to be one of these upcoming fights for Canelo. He, he was actually in line to be Canelo's next fight which you didn't get Canelo's fighting Callum Smith in December. But William Monroe's name is still on there to be one of Canelo's next few opponents. Um, and I bring this up because William Monroe is a guy that I know personally. I sparred Willie. Um, I know where he's from. I know uh, the type of situation he comes from. Uh, for one, his family, he comes from a family of boxers. It's in his blood. Really, he's a really great boxer. Um and for him to get knowing where he comes from and how much work he's put in and the things that went wrong, like early in his career, cause he, cause now I wasn't that close to the situation, but I know he probably should have went pro a little earlier. He had a really, really good amateur career. He had a, you know, a pretty big name. He probably should have went pro like when he was like 19, 20 years old, but for a bunch of other reasons, again, which I'm not totally familiar with, he didn't end up going pro until I think he was his 20s five or six or something. Um, but he kept at it. He made a lot of changes um, in, in trainers, in gyms, in locale. Like he, he moved to a few different cities to try to make it work, right? To show his dedication to boxing, mm -hmm. to the craft. And look, he got him, he put himself in a position where again, he got to fight Triple G, got paid handsomely to get in there and like, look at Triple G knocked him the fuck around, but hey man, he's all that dedication. He went in there and got a big payday, then got a big payday against Billy Joe Saunders, right? And now I think I think he opened up his own gym in Tampa Bay, um, which again, he has been working his whole, knowing where he's come from, putting all the fucking work he has to get to that point and to be in line to get a really big payday against Canelo is well fucking deserved. This dude's put his fucking heart, his sweat, his blood, everything into fucking boxing, and he's gotten to this point. He fucking deserves it. He deserves to be on a pay-per-view. Yeah. Not fucking Jake Paul and the rest of these fucking scumbags who just think, like, oh, I'm going to try out boxing, right? Because they were in there with a real fucking boxer. Because first of all, boxing is for is not for the fucking faint of heart, all right? It's not for someone that's in there to try it out. It's for people that have real fucking anger, come from real fucking terrible places, and boxing is a place where it's like, I can get this shit out. I have a talent for beating the fuck out of people. Because, I mean, make no mistake, that's what this is. Boxing is not something that you play. It's not a sport that we're like, oh, I'm going to go in there and fucking try it out, man, and practice really hard and be awesome. It's not what it is, man. You need to have a certain mentality going into the shit. You have to want to want to hurt people, and you have to be okay with getting hurt. Yep. This is not some shit, some shit that you just fucking jump into. Like some YouTuber, like, oh, I made some money. Now I'm going to do this because I have influence. Um. 
And the fact that Shannon Briggs is coaching this fucking idiot and just talking about like, oh, he could be a champion. Like Shannon Briggs is a fucking cunt for doing that. He's a piece of, first of all, Shannon Briggs never did anything in boxing either. It, it, for me, it seems like he's just, oh, this is just a way for him to get some money, which good for him, I guess. He's probably getting paid. Yeah, good for him, I guess. But I mean, it's funny. It's a disrespectful to fucking boxing and to every person like Willie Monroe who fucking has put everything they have into boxing and given back to boxing and made it the, the, the focal point of their life and they're fully dedicated to it. For this piece of shit who has no fucking talent, Jake Paul and his fucking idiot brother and all these other idiots who have no business being in a fuck. They have no business being anywhere around a pair of fucking boxing gloves. Like, they should not even be allowed to be in the section in Dick's where they sell boxing gloves. That's how fucking terrible they are. All right? Um, so, yeah. With people like William Monroe deserve it to be in the position that uh, this guy, uh, Jake Paul, and these other idiots are in. They do, they do not deserve to be on an undercard. Of, I don't give a fucking Mike Tyson and Roy Jones were fucking 70 years old. All right? <laughs> they do not deserve to be in the same in the same building as these guys when it comes to boxing. It's fucking atrocious, all right? It's a tragedy, and it, it, it should be fucking fixed. And I don't want to hear all this shit about, like, a lot of people out there, like, oh, they're bringing new fans to boxing. Boxing doesn't need fans. She's been around for fucking forever since the dawn of man. We don't need new fans, all right? Like, I just put, you know, put a post on uh, the, my, my Instagram that in 688 BC was the first time that fucking boxing was added to the Olympics because the Olympics – were not just Olympic games. They were actually preparation for war. Yeah. Right. 688 BC is the first time that they fucking were, were part of Olympic games. We do not, we don't need new fans that are coming from YouTube. Don't fucking need it. You don't go fuck off. Go watch these idiots fighting the, the, the backyard. We don't fucking need it. All right. So these social media influencers and anyone else who just has some regular job and just decides to jump into boxing, or kickboxing, MMA, I don't give a fuck what it is. Any discipline of fighting where someone has dedicated their life to it and the physical toll that it takes on you, uh, that people are, again, they're dedicating their life to it for you to just walk in and think you do this shit, fuck off, all right? I hope they all get fucking hurt seriously, okay? I hope that Nate Robinson and this fucking idiot Jake Paul knock each other out and give each other brain damage and they fucking die, all right? And that's, uh, that's uh, let, me, let, me, let me stop there. <laughs> Well, I agree. Um, you know, I think it's just them having them having yeah, them having the influence they have is not uh, it's not helpful to the situation because they have followers and people who will follow them no matter what. So it's it's more of um, them just leveraging their social media profiles and what they have built to. Um, do something. But I mean, it's going to, it comes to a point where, you know, they can talk and they can talk all they want, but when they come up to somebody who's an actual legit talent and fighter, then the talking goes away because, you know, you can, you know, he's saying he could be champion. He could do this. He could do that, but he's fighting people who have, like I said, I, I, I'd, I'd love to see your live reaction to this Gibby fight that he fought. Like this kid is just like, he's running around like this. Like he's going like this when he's getting in front of him, like with his hands. And it's like, yeah. you know, it's like when you see like that, it's easy to say, oh yeah, I could, I want to go fight Connor. I want to go fight this. And it's like, good luck, dude. But like, those aren't like, the other thing is, is like, you know, these are YouTubers. They're YouTubers for reason. They're not out there to kill somebody. Like a dude like Connor, a dude like Canelo, a dude like Triple G, like 
these dudes are literally out there to rip your head off. This is not a fucking game. This is not a game. So like, you know, when, when they're out there and they're going through the motions, like they're going through the motions against people that have no business being out there. And like, when they go through the motions like that against someone who's they've, they've been there for 20 years. And, you know, like you said, like a Willie Monroe jr. Like a, you know, and he's calling it and he's just doing it for the, the hype. And like, I, I promise you, he will get something. He will get one of these guys to bite because they know how much money is going to be involved with it. And he'll get uh, either a fading top fighter from UFC or a fading top fighter from boxing and they'll, they'll fight him. And like, he'll probably lose, but you know, it's going to be one of those things where all it takes is one of those paychecks and you know, he's, or they'll, you know, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to handle this, but like he's got enough money where he can make it work. Um, yeah. unfortunately, but you know, it's just going to take that one, you know, he can call out everybody he wants until it's actually time to like fight. And then, you know, it's just going to be one of those things where he's going to get shut up and then this whole thing will be over hopefully, or it'll just be condensed to YouTubers fighting each other. You know, like the, if the YouTubers want to fight each other, that's fine. But like when they start calling out, you know, the, the professionals and people who are, listen, if they want to fight each other, yeah, that's fine on yeah. YouTube. I don't want to see it on the undercard of actual fighters. Yeah. Yeah. And two fighters who, by the way, are, are two Love of the best yeah, ever <laughs> that have ever done it. Yeah. You don't belong there. Yeah. All right. Fuck off. Yeah. Hope these guys literally punch each other's fucking heads out their shoulders into the fucking audience. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Scumbag. I got a class to do at 430 and it's uh, it's a different time for you, but it's 420 for me. So right. we got to call it here. Do you want to give a prediction for the Connor Ben fight? Yeah, I'll give a quick prediction. I, I think uh, Connor Ben's going to knock this guy out. The dude uh, from Miller is like complete fucking trash. So um, no disrespect. All right. So we got Figueredo by, I'm going to say unanimous decision. Uh, we got Shevchenko, who I think is going to knock Maya out or unanimous decision. And then we got Connor Ben. Um, the next week, we're going to be talking about Mike Tyson. We got Tyson versus Roy Jones. I think we got a couple UFC fights next weekend. Also, Daniel Jacobs. Daniel Jacobs. Gabriel, Gabriel yep. And then, uh, oh, we got Curtis Blades versus Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis is always a fun guy to talk oh, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Talk about him. Derek Lewis. Um, he's, he's a funny dude. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so thank you guys for tuning in. If you listen this far, fuck Jake Paul. Fuck YouTube fighters. Um, Peace yeah, out. Enjoy the fights this weekend. If you guys have predictions or anything, let us know or let us know what you're thinking or you have any feedback on the reviews or talking about Katie Taylor or anything like that or quote-unquote woke conversation about female sports um let us know we're more than happy to have a back and forth with you until next time peace peace